from my vagina and i fought it from my vagina and i fought it from my vagina is this true no oh it just came to me naturally ah you know what to call that right i don't know why you're not thanking me but no i don't why would i thank you for being brilliant (laughs) thank you for your brilliance (laughs) i will get you an award in the mail as soon as i can from vaginalfarts.com that's the thing i look We're checking vaginalfarts.com oh, right now. <laughs> I'm sure it exists. I have I have the current body shape of someone who people probably assume that if my vagina farted, it would be like, "Hello." <laughs> is it a is it a kind vagina or a mean vagina? She's kind. She's she's just aging quickly. Have a seat. <laughs> right here. Sit down. I'm from New York. No. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Welcome everyone. Welcome <laughs> to Couple of Critics Podcast. I'm Michelle. I am Sam. You could really hear the echo in that. Yeah, I'm thinking about sound stuff recently, too, Mama. <laughs> I I'm... called you Mama. Did you enjoy any of that? I didn't, but it makes sense because you definitely need to be taken care of and like to be guided. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, we are a couple of married assholes who know nothing and uh, we're ne'er do wells. Is that what? Oh, ne'er do wells. <laughs> I don't really know what the <laughs> real definition of that is. I think I can look at a kid and be like, yeah, he's a ne'er do well. <laughs> but I won't be able to tell you what it means. Well, I, I think it's never do well. Ah, yeah. That kid's a never do well. <laughs> uh huh. So we're pieces of shit. That's so old. Tiny. And we are here with you to what? share our. <laughs> Reviews. What? You called me a piece of shit and I didn't think of it. I didn't pick it up until a second after. Well, of course I'm kidding, baby love. I don't really talk to you like this and ca- unless we're on the podcast. Or sitting next to each other. <laughs> we don't we don't even talk to each other that much. No. We hate each other that mm, much. It's despicable. Mm-hmm. So again, like I was saying, we are a review podcast. We like to share something with each other each week and listen to it, watch it, review it, talk about it with you, our pals. Yeah, that's you guys. And literally, she means our pals because... I think we know everyone that listens to this goddamn thing. <laughs> Maybe not everyone, but it's possible. Anything's possible. Wait, no, I just lied. We're in the millions. I forgot. Millions of listeners a week. There's no one who would listen to us. <laughs> you we can call stop the sentence right there. <laughs> I would if we had millions of listeners, I wouldn't call us pieces of shit. No. I probably also wouldn't have to have a job, nor would you. <laughs> Selling that ad space, baby. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, speaking of selling and buying... At this point, I could sell my ab space. <sighs> like a fucking billboard across the midsection of me. Let's I'm sorry, continue. Let's get a billboard on you. Let's rake in that dough. Okay, let's do this. We can officially buy vaginalfarts.com. We can? Totally free. Or not, you know, it's just not there. Doesn't exist. Vaginal smell. Yeah. So, I don't know why it says that. Why does it say vaginal smell? This may be for sale. Oh, God. That, uh, I'm not contacting the guy who owns vaginalfarts.com. Does it say how much it is? No, I would have to like contact him and say, hey, 
How much for that domain? And he would probably be like, 60 grand. He'd say, for you? He doesn't care who I am. He'd say, for you? <laughs> yeah, for me. 75 grand. Oh, damn it. You went up 15 once you found out it was me? You did it, ginger bastard. Son of a bitch bastard. Mm-hmm. So... So if Why anyone we... else has the money and they want to buy vaginalfarts.com <gasps> Good and gift it to us. I was going to say, it's a pool in. We all pool in. Just like a vaginal fart. And yes. Just like air entering a vagina hole. And we get vaginalfarts.com. Together. I bet it takes off. <laughs> we actually get some people to do some queefing on there. No, I would think it, I would want it to be all like comedy based. And funny versions of stuff. You wouldn't act... Well, we'd have to be funny. (laughs) That was a dig. We have a better choice of that than getting nude people who look good. (laughs) That's the whole point. No one's going to look good. I don't know that we need that visual aspect as much. We'll even put makeup on my butt in attempts to make it look like a vagina and I'll just fart. That's funny. Because then you'd, I'd spread open your butt cheeks and it'd be like, why is there an asshole there? Okay, because no one understands how the body works. I surely don't. So this is not a Michelle week. No. I think that it's time to get into this because these Agreed. episodes... I forgot my notes in the other room. Always last longer <laughs> than they need to. Get up and go get them. Just run. Oh, I want to introduce what we're talking about first. Oh, you could probably play the Trelar. Oh, I'll do that. do that. So everyone knows it's my week, and of course you already read the title of the episode. Unless you just somehow blindly went into this because you listened to another podcast episode and then it went to the next yeah, new episode. That's, that's probably the only way. That's very possible, and I'm not going to refute that. But we watched 2001 version of 13 Ghosts! That's right. <laughs> we watched 13 Ghosts, not the 1960 version. We watched the 2001 version. But I, I also watched the 1960 version, and uh, it's a good time. But that's not what you and I are going to talk about today. That is correct. So, as you said, which was a good idea, I'm going to play the trailer, and I'm going to go grab my notes. All right? That's that fine like, with everyone? When, when did you say this came out? 2001? Yeah, the movie 13. Ghosts! Came out in 2001. Sounds good. I think you should play that trailer. I should. All right. Hopefully it's not super loud. You didn't test this beforehand? I did, but maybe something got bumped. All right. I'll be right back. Most of them, they can't hurt us. Most of them don't even want to hurt us. But there are exceptions. I wish a ghost wanted to hurt me. Is it bad tonight? You have to believe in ghosts. I think. To be affected by them. I don't believe in this hogwash. I represent the estate of your uncle Cyrus. We have an Uncle Cyrus. Cyrus recorded I'm his back. Weeks ago. He asked to be for you in the event of his How's death. the trailer going for you? I've instructed my lawyer to deliver my I, life. I don't know. Testament. A key? A key to what? A, A key? key to oh. Antonio himself. Fruit of my life's work. Oh my God. It is a one of a kind home. It's marvelous, isn't it? Wow. For everyone that's listening and can't see this, this is not a very exciting trailer so far. 
it is giving everything. It's laying the movie out. They've always done that. Trailers have always done that. Many things. That was Tony Shalhoub. That's what that was. This Halloween. You're wasting your time. It's all sealed up. The only thing worse than being trapped in a house with a ghost. This house is not a house. We're in the middle of a machine. Powered by the dead. Is being trapped in a house with 13 ghosts. Maggie! What? We got company. Where? How close is it? Close enough to hurt you? Go, 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 go. They're just counting through the fucking numbers right now. Mm -hmm. This is not a good trailer. Can I rely on you not to get me killed? I guarantee you nothing. There's Rob Digger. Oh, if everyone heard that last little tingle tingle, they know exactly what trailer company I used on YouTube. So when you were playing that, yeah, for no good reason, yeah, the phrase uh, Tony Shaloub's boobs popped in my head. And I was like, I wonder if I could see a picture of Tony Shaloub's boobs. And there are no good quality pictures, but I want to let you know his boobs are fine. Are fun or fine? They're fine. He has fine boobs. Yeah, look at those monk trunks. Those shalu boobs. <laughs> uh, uh, it tits. <laughs> Did that work? Is that Pennywise pinkies? Uh, yeah, it's Pennywise. <laughs> Did you say Pennywise pinkies? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I assume Pennywise has pink nips just like you, Sam. <laughs> I do have very big nips. Pennywise could have any color nipples he ever wanted. He's Pennywise. And he's very diverse. <laughs> he is. That second movie was so fucking bad. I didn't think it was that bad when I saw it, but man, as time went on and I rewatched it and stuff, I was like, what was I thinking the first time? There's good parts in it. I think so too, and it was more that I had just started liking Bill Hader, so I was like, okay. <laughs> so I felt like giving it a little more slack, I think, the first time I saw it. Yeah, I, and, you know, I think we saw it in theater when we first saw it, so mm -hmm. a lot of movies get a bigger pass in theater for me, and then I watch it on a smaller screen later, and I'm like, you boy, I see the, without the shine and the gleam I'm, of the theater, the, the theater. Theater. All right, so we have a cast here in this movie. Lay it on This me. horror what's thriller the, movie. That what's the movie called? 13. Ghost! I uh, remember when this came out, I was very excited to see this movie because I've always enjoyed Matthew Lillard, who seems to be the top build person in the cast. We have Tony Shalhoub as well, Monk, also Antonio from Wings. That's yes. how I like to remember Fuck him. Yes. He, his name was Jeeves, I believe, in the Men in Black first and second oh! movie. Oh, Fuck, I forgot he was in that. He's the <clears throat> pawn store guy that gets his head blown off and it grows back and he's like, Do you have any idea how much that hurts? Yes, that's absolutely correct, Sam. I have seen that movie not a long time, but I've seen it many times. Same. That movie's awesome. The first Let's one. watch Men in Black sometime. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm sure it's not hard to find. 
no, I'll just go to my mom's house, uh, place and get her VHS. And then we'll find a VHS player, which we can't. Are you saying that we won't be able to find it streaming? Streaming. What? Wedding. So this movie also has Shannon Elizabeth. She does not show her tits in this movie. So she's the American Pie Girl? She's the American Pie Girl. Okay, but she was playing a foreign exchange student, right? Correct. And okay. she's not foreign. I just, for some reason, felt like I needed to point that out. We also have F. Murray Abraham. We also have Raw Digger herself. Raw digger herself. And uh, I think that's it. It's definitely mostly a Matt Lillard, Tony Shalhoub vehicle. So, I mean, Matt Lillard, he, do you think they put him on top because he was kind of doing stuff already? Or he's just so, like, he takes the screen when he's on screen. I agree with that. I think that he is very captivating, for one. Uh, oh. <clears throat> I think, and if this is actually... It's a note that I had made at some point okay. about him. Um, oh, Matthew Lillard's very next movie role was Shaggy in Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah. I read something that like almost at the same time they, or maybe a little bit after they ended up doing Scooby, the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. And then he's in that, too. Really? Yeah. I mean, the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. So it's interesting that this came out 2001 and then his next movie was a movie that brought him tons of money. So it's yeah. interesting that it was in that same time because I personally, I have nothing against Scooby-Doo. It's just never been my thing. Yeah. So I think I saw the first movie, but I just never really cared. I, I saw it because of Matt Lillard. I remember really nothing about it. And that's about it. Well, I, on the other hand, loved Scooby-Doo and still do in a fashion. You know, I never liked the later stuff. And I fell off of the movies. But fucking Mr. Matthew Lillard was the perfect goddamn Shaggy. I agree. <laughs> it was crazy. He sounded great. He looked great. He was the perfect Did cast. you... Okay, so when you say that, you really enjoyed the TV show? Yes. Like the cartoon? Yes. Did you like the first movie? Uh, I think I enjoyed it on a level of, I think I was a little too old for it. I think we were too old for it, yeah. But I think I remember feeling like they did a, a really good job making it live action. And it wasn't like, didn't make me groan in a way that it wasn't supposed to. It was aware of itself. Okay, that's You good. know, but I, I haven't seen it since it came out. Well, let's move along here to the movie. 13 Ghosts? 13 Ghosts. Now, I saw, like I said, I saw this. I was excited to see it early on. I don't remember. I don't think I saw it in a theater, but I definitely saw it. Probably rented it from Blockbuster, I would assume. And Same, I assume, for me. And I didn't remember much about it at all. Before really? watching it, you were you said the first time that a lot of it was coming back to you and you remembered all of it. it the beginning of this movie was not familiar to me. Uh, was any of it familiar to you? Yeah. Once they're in the house, the house is I mean, that house is easily to burn into your brain. But yes, but I thought it was a different way that I don't know. The whole arrangement, I thought, was a little different. I didn't remember the main story at all. I remembered. The bulk of the main story, but I couldn't remember like exact details. But as it was being, you know, laid out, I was like, 
fuck yeah, I remember this. Like with the beginning when they're, you know, introducing that Matthew Lillard is like this. No, wait, what's his name? Like Cyrus Klodninsky. <laughs> his name was Cyrus Criticos. Cyrus Criticos, who's hunting ghosts. F. Murray Abraham. Which he's a, a character actor like a motherfucker. I think he's dead. No, I lied. He's 81 years old. I said that before, too. Keep on kicking, buddy. He was in the movie Amadeus as well, and he played Salieri. I don't know if you remember much from the movie Mozart. No, Amadeus I Mozart. Don't. I remember I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's very good. It's long. But he was Salieri. He was in Scarface. He's been in a lot of things. He's a classic, classic dude. And then they introduce, you know, he's hunting ghosts. And they're going to he the... He clearly has money because he rolls up in a classic car. And I'm not someone who usually notices vehicles, but there are just a lot of big trucks, like construction-looking trucks. They're in a... They, I should have said this. They're in a junkyard. Yes. Their last ghost hunt is in this junkyard. It is. And we see the Cyrus guy who like has lots of money. He's the one in charge. He's obviously rich. They go out of their way to make you know he's rich. Like you said, with his car, it's like a big antique Rolls Royce looking fucking mm-hmm. thing. And then just a bunch of men wearing the most ridiculous clear coats that I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Yeah. So Matt Lillard looks like he was pulled <laughs> off of the runway. <laughs> he is wearing yeah. some he has this like turtleneck orange sweater and these you know glasses whatever and then this see-through raincoat <laughs> but yeah. it has like like black lines on it like it's i don't know yeah, it's even got like a couple pockets in some places it looks like dumb 90s runway fashion it does it looks like almost like a rave kind of fashion mm-hmm. and it's just totally 90s well, it's actually 2001, late 90s, early 2000s, like that kind of like TLC no scrubs uh, look where it's like sort of futuristic. Mm-hmm. Like, why are these clear jackets existing? They make no sense. Mm-hmm. But Matthew Lillard, we find out. I seen a rainbow yesterday. I don't know what his name is in this. Dennis. Dennis. Dennis, we find out, has some psycho powers. He has some, (laughs) he has psychic powers. It's very weird how it works because he can, he can sense the ghosts and their presence and he gets, I mean, he says at one point seizures, but he doesn't have seizures. He just gets this like, it looks like he gets a weird pain in his neck and his head. Yeah. And sometimes like looks like crippling painful where he'll go to like the ground or he, like vomits or whatever like it really it looks like it does physical harm to him it fucks him up uh but also he has the ability if he touches someone he's able to like it almost like see how they're connected to death because it's not just yeah. like going through their whole life yeah it's you're just right. what is your death related trauma who's your you ghost mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of uh, that's yeah. He can even touch the ground and do this shit. Remember when he gets there and Cyrus Kritikos is like, where is he? Is the ghost here? And he puts his hand on the ground and then he like senses all the dead bodies that have been there. He's like, you told me you killed 12, you know. And that I thought classic, it was eight. Ma- uh, you know, I'm going to try and act like Matthew Willard, which is what I call spit acting. <laughs> <laughs> You told me it was eight. It's more like 40. Well, that's not <laughs> accurate at all. But it is 
he does a good wet mouth acting job. It's been in multiple movies. Because I can only think of two at the moment, but (laughs) well, it starts storming and it gets wild. Oh yeah, it's like a haunt. Haunting is starting because the ghost is on its way. So for me, the classic uh, wet mouth Matt Lillard is when he has been stabbed and scream right <laughs> that's one of them My yes mom's gonna be mad at me. <laughs> or whatever he says uh the other one that that was there's two so far we got 13 Ghost! and uh by the way that's mr lillard himself helping us in the title 13 Ghost! and then like you said the second one is scream correct the third one that i know of is slc punk that's right. When, I still have never seen that movie. When, um, I want to. Oh, so I'll shut up. He does some good spit acting in that. Well, I know there are a bunch of drug things. Yeah, but there's a. Th- if I talked about this part, it's a big part of the movie. Does he? Oh, does he get killed in that movie? No. Okay. No. Okay. There's death involved. I'll tell you that. It's not Devin Sawa, is it? No, Devin Sawall just takes a bunch of acid and trips out and uh-huh. tries to kill his mom. <laughs> That's another reason why I would like to see because I like Devin Sawall. And he's got green hair. It's all spiked mm-hmm. out. He's really uh, getting some comeuppance as he is aging. He's getting a lot of adult acting roles, finally. Oh. I'm happy for him. I think, he's, I think he's good. He's doing the uh, Anthony Michael Hall. <clears throat> you see him as a teenager, early twenties, gone for a while, and then boom. Yeah, bah, Anthony baby. Michael Hall isn't really doing movies. He's just done TV shows, hasn't he? Uh, he's only going to be in Halloween Kills this October. He is. Is, is yeah. he going to be a cop? No. You remember the original Halloween? Mm-hmm. There's the two kids, the one girl and the one boy. Uh, Laurie Strode is taking care of the boy, and then Annie is taking care of the little girl. Okay. He's the little boy, grown up. And then the original actress that played the girl, who's a desperate housewife, I believe now, is reprising her role. She's coming back after this many years so to that's, play that So is that character. supposed to be a big deal? That is a little bit. Pe- you know, I don't know who she is. I think she's a, like I said, she's a housewife who seems to be a little desperate. <laughs> <laughs> but Anthony Michael Hall's going to be in it, too. So, Yes. And he wore a bra on his head in Weird Science. He is immortal. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> what the fuck were we talking about? Oh, I wanted to bring this up, too. Okay. This was done by Dark Castle Entertainment. Okay. Dark Castle Entertainment yes. was originally created to uh, remake the films of... I can't remember his name. I remember reading about that as well. God damn it. It's something... It's not Nick <clears throat> Castle... Nick Castle was the guy who played Michael Myers. And Mike Castle is married to Lauren Lapkus. <laughs> That's true. Very true. Uh, William Castle. He made all sorts of classic horror movies. Well, classic in Oh, quotations. Billy Castle. He'd made a movie called The Tingler. There's a... Do you remember that fucking... What's his name with the thin mustache? John Waters? John Waters. You remember his stand-up thing and he's talking about it? He used to go to this movie where they rigged up... An electrical thing under the chair that like vibrated. Oh, yeah, that was the Tingler. He made that. He was known okay. for gimmicks and shit. Okay. He's also responsible for House on Haunted Hill. God, I love John Waters. Yes, I do too. <laughs> so as soon as he was brought up, I just kept thinking about John Waters. <laughs> but back to the movie. So Lillard's helping Cyrus Criticos hunting ghosts, 
Yeah, he he finds them, it seems. And then Cyrus is able to say some spell and has this these boxes with what I read. They were actually the Lord's Prayer Bible verses. I read that that was on one wall. Oh, okay. But yeah, Cyrus, it's like Matthew Lillard has the skills to find the ghosts and get there. But Cyrus has the money to do all the stuff. So the, the glass container's got like latin all over it so that way the ghosts can't get past the verses yeah the whole thing is they have to abide by whatever scripture is written by spells man ghosts have rules (laughs) they got to follow the scripture of ghosts (laughs) everyone's gone someone's got to take this goddamn thing away from me this still sound poor deal I think it's good that you use it, just not every time you need to say the word ghost. Okay. Ghost! Uh, anyway. <laughs> you don't have to double down. That That's what's going to drive people nuts. <laughs> if you at least just say that in place of the word. Okay. Don't Thir- weird owl me here. 13 ghosts. Ghosts! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yes. How did you know I needed a kitty in my life? <laughs> oh man so there are uh so the ghosts they're not really just ghosts because uh the whole thing that he says in the trailer uh that is it's said later is that not all go like most ghosts that exist you know they don't care they're harmless they're, they're not whatever doing anything. they're just hanging out man but it seems that the ones that want to actually hurt people the ones who died in distress or is isn't that what it was it was something like that yeah because i actually read into all the 13 ghosts well i mean because it's like their soul gets stuck in some sort of limbo because yeah, they're like disgruntled spirits yeah they're like demons right yeah demons or something. <laughs> then, god every time i hit a sound thing that it, was my goal it, it makes me forget what i'm talking about since grandpa passed on i've wired away many a lonely hour rocking and stroking my cats <laughs> i can't wait till this whole fucking thing fills up and i gotta be like ah, bank a bank b okay so he he finds him the ghost he this this box comes down with a crane cyrus stands up on top of a car because they're it's like a car junkyard yes because the story of this certain ghost was that his father uh, made him work in the junkyard and he would take people there and literally rip them apart with his bare hands and feed them to dogs because he was supposed to be the worst yes he's the worst we don't see the hunting of any of the other ghosts this is the only little hunt we see because this is the 12th ghost yes (laughs) good one I I would have said the 13th, but I would have fucked up the story, man. Mm-hmm. It was the 12th. It's the 12th ghost, and he's fucking crazy. But, like... Which Matthew Lillard thinks that this is done, and then Cyrus tells him that oh, yeah. you have. there's actually going to be one more. <laughs> and he's just like, what? There's a 13th ghost! So, <laughs> again, he says this... Uh, this summoning sort of spell i guess cyrus does yeah to, yeah to bring the like I don't, I don't know to bring him to the front i, I guess think it's almost just like a summoning like here we are come on and you're we're introduced to these glasses because matt lillard is wearing them from the beginning in the beginning 
of this. Oh, yeah, the special glasses. Well, yeah, I mean, he has other glasses, and then he swaps them out yeah. for, and these glasses, I guess, were one of the few things that were true to the original, mm-hmm. is that you can only see these ghosts when you wear these specific goggles. Yeah. and Goggle glasses. The old goggles look very of the 60s. They're, like, boxy looking, mm-hmm. and these are, like, very late 1990, all clear, and... Mm-hmm. They got like little dial looking things on them, but in the original, so like in this movie when they put the goggles on, they do like weird flashes, but you see them. You actually see the full color, and they're not like hazy or anything. Mm-hmm. They're there. In the original, they are barely visible. <laughs> it's just like this faintly. You can tell they just like put a transparency. Well, over the film. That's probably more realistic to what if you believe in that. That's true. I don't believe Not in ghosts. Not if I got goggles on, baby. I should be seeing them. Well, and that's the uh, th- that's how they're able to pull you in. I think with the second one because they weren't going to be able to do much visually. They had a huge budget for this remake. It's like forty-one million. It's Forty-two million. I Jesus. believe. Jesus. I think an extra million does matter. <laughs> and apparently, yeah. so this is considered a flop. Yes. But this brought in like, it was like 46 million or I don't know, 47 uh, million. Box office was like 80 something million. Okay. So they kind of doubled it, but that's not enough. Well, what I read was that they, I guess that doesn't include advertising exactly, or any of that. So they did in the end actually lose money. Yes. It cost the 40 something million to make it, <laughs> not to promote it. Well, to I assume that's also it. paying the actors. Yeah. That's part of making it. Yeah. But not any but of... Fuck. Well, they got fucked. This movie doesn't even look that good. It doesn't even look like $42 million. No, the CGI is very timely. The colors are very timely. Like, mm-hmm. the lighting, it looks very... Uh, like, well, which I think they also did, Dark Castle, uh, House on Haunted Hill. It's just it's got this fucking tone to it that just... You see too much, you know, in this, mm-hmm. this era of horror movies. It's like too clear... And it doesn't look good enough to look uh, that uh, clear. Because, like, the makeup effects, it looks like makeup most of the time. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Like, it's a very good skill, and it should have been light, lit correctly. And it would have looked better, but... Well, speaking <laughs> of how you feel, like, it, the sound... Or, I'm sorry, the, the visuals aren't correct. I I focused on the sound. For me... Almost the entire first scene when they're in the junkyard yeah. see, sounds overdubbed to me. The whole fucking thing it did. probably is. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. They're out in like a field or out in the thing. They weren't lighting things correctly, so they're probably not miking things correctly either. And uh, one, one thing that I forgot to say. So Cyrus does do the summoning thing, but one thing that they've never done before is they actually bring in bait. For the first time. Oh, yeah. So they send a truck in. (laughs) This is crazy. That just is out of the front, like near the bumper, or it's like coming out of the bumper, basically, on both sides. It is just spraying out blood. And regarding the visuals, with it costing as much, they could have at least not made the blood look so fucking orange. Throughout the whole movie, the blood was orange when it was on someone's skin, when it was in their mouth, always orange. I don't understand. I'll explain that. Uh, more realistic blood colors tend to get you a harder rating. 
You went. They knew they were going to get an Arab, but well, like, they had tits in there too. It's not like oh, they were fake tits. Obviously, they weren't. They didn't yeah. look like they were real. Yeah, but I read that they were also worried about getting an NC seventeen on some of this shit. Like the the there's some scenes that were extra gory, the, and uh, they were afraid of NC seventeen. And it's just that's wild. It's to easier me. to get away with more gore as well if it doesn't look as real. So that's why they make it look bright when real blood looks yes. dark. Uh, take for example, Predator. Okay. His blood is green. Mm-hmm. You could probably chop his fucking head off, well, chop his alien. arms off. Yeah. So that's the that idea. That also helps, but you could chop anything off of him. You could probably rip out his guts and they would still call it PG-13 because it's all green and nobody's like, you're not emotionally connected to that red. That probably, well, no. I was going to say that probably helped in Sin City, but wasn't the blood red? Yeah. They, just, they would color it red. And Sin City was R, so was a good movie. Yeah, but I would consider Sin City more brutal, I guess. It's pretty fucking brutal, really. And they didn't come out but a few years apart, I think. Huh? Oh, this movie with that? You're talking about 13 Ghosts? 13 Ghosts and whatever the hell Sin City, the first one. Yeah, well, cinema can fucking take drastic leaps. You can watch like three or four years of movies and you'll be like, yeah, they look like this now. And then all of a sudden it's like they got a new camera style and they figured out how to add sepia tone. Boop, here's the new air. <laughs> I do want to mention that I did make note that this movie does have a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is very That's low. Very, very That's very low. low. So he has, the truck has sprayed the blood. He has said this, uh, I don't know what you, the spell, essentially. He's to Playing a tape of a spell, yeah. To, well, yeah, but it's him. It's it's him it, saying all of is that. Is it? Oh, I didn't pick up on that. I th- I thought so because he's the one who's... Who has the obsession? This is all him driving all of this. I guess in my mind, and he, he hired, studied all of he that. He hired like an actual like shaman. I'm not going to say the spell <laughs> in case something happens to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> so the all of the sudden things start happening because you can tell that the presence is there, and things are shaking. Cars start like falling over, or just look like they've been picked up and dropped. Yeah, it's, you're crushed in some places. It starts getting crazy, and a car eats a man. <laughs> that part is funny because it he bends backwards. Oh yeah, I he love gets, the bend backwards in movies. Oh, he gets crushed the opposite way through the trunk. Yeah, it's good shit. In Jason, Freddy versus Jason, there's a guy laying in a bed, and Jason folds the bed up on his back, and it's classic. But all in all. They catch this ghost, which the one they catch the ghost is a hilarious way to do it. Have him chasing the guy like the last thug, I guess we'll call them, that Cyrus Criticos has hired. Yeah, because this this demon essentially is, is killing all of his men for the most part. Oh, yeah. And you know Cyrus knew this was going to happen. He, I don't know if he knew, but I feel like he does not value other people. So he was willing to. Oh, okay. That's even better. He didn't know, but he was willing. (laughs) He was willing to sacrifice whoever and whatever to get what he wanted. At this point, we should also bring up right before the hunt actually happens, Mm -hmm. two people show up. Yes, that's true. To try and stop what's going on. I don't know their names, but they're like, uh, they want ghost liberation. They want these spirits to be free. You don't catch these. These were humans once. Blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah. 
basically they're like ghost hippies. They're hippies. Yeah, they're ghost hippies. They're exactly ghost hippies. <laughs> and then, you know, Cyrus runs them out of there. Get the fuck out of here. Even Matthew Lillard's like, get the fuck out of here. And you think he would be the most sympathetic because he's always in pain from hunting these fucking things. Yeah, but he wants the money. He seems to hate ghosts, too. He doesn't seem to enjoy what he's doing. I get the feeling that he... And there's something that's said. I don't remember specifically what was said, but he was asked, like, why he did it. And he he, he kind of has, implies that in one way or another, he's kind of a piece of shit. And he's just like... Oh, yeah, he kind of does that throughout the movie. The people be like, he's crazy. And he's like, yes, I'm on my fucking rockers. <laughs> yeah, he just admit, he would admit not just the crazy, but just that he had selfish intentions of his own. I am not a good person. <laughs> he knew that what he was doing could potentially be fucked up. He just didn't really care because Cyrus promised him a lot of money, which he apparently money, money, money. supposedly never paid him. Fuck no, Cyrus Criticos. Is a bastard. So this this twelfth uh, ghost is uh, wreaking havoc, but like Sam said, is chasing the last guy, the 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 ghost wrangler. <coughs> the ghost wrangler. Who, yes. The guy accidentally runs into the box. The ghost follow follows him and beats this man <laughs> into a bloody pulp, <laughs> which Matt Lillard tries to stop. Dennis runs up, and he yeah. always seems to try to like. It's 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 almost like his good conscience is trying to peek through, even though he will admit that he is very flawed. He seems to always value life, but he still kind of teeters. But he doesn't care about ghosts. Like he doesn't want anybody to die. Like even when Cyrus is like, "Yeah, we got bait," he's like, "We never had bait before." I'm like. What the fuck are you doing, you know? Yeah. So I feel like he's... Well, he understands, I think, how big this whole thing is. Yeah, and it's just going to make more ghosts that he's going to have to fucking see. <laughs> and now uh, there's madness, and he has been caught, and... Uh, Cyrus Criticos got his ghost in a way. He did, and he did, and the couple that came... The ghost hippies. The two, the ghost hippies, yeah. Uh, the guy's laying on the ground and his throat is slit and he's bleeding and she's all like, help me, help me. And then he sees that Cyrus has a piece of metal in his throat and is dead. Cyrus is done. Cyrus Criticos is dead. in Criticos condition. Uh-huh. Did that work? Uh-huh. All right. I'm, I'm happy with that. Good job. Thank you very much. I have nothing bad to say about what just happened. Beautiful. There's nothing but marital support. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Mm -hmm. Which leads us into the next phase of the movie before we get into basically the final part of the movie. We meet yeah, this the family. Yeah, most of this movie happens in one night. Yeah. So we, we do meet this family, and the first time we see it, we see them. It, they're a happy family. It's kind of just like a montage of what's happened in their life. And the very first scene is the very widely differently aged kids of Tony Shalhoub, which are played oh, by yeah. Shannon Elizabeth. Who's like 28. What the fuck? I changed this to a new cable. God damn it. It's because you still can't stop touching it constantly. So it I wiggles stuff around. I should be able to touch around. a cable. No, you shouldn't be touching any of it. I'm allowed to touch a cable. <laughs> Think about dudes on stages. They can move the cable all they want. Yeah, and how, how often do you think they have to replace those cables? 
Once every two years? I don't believe that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't remember what we're talking about. This so, fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, there is a montage. It's happy. It is Shannon Elizabeth and this very young boy who looks like he's like six. And they are spinning around in the yard. And it's just, it's very light. It's overexposed with the sunshine just to show that it's a memory. And it's uh, Tony Shalhoub and his wife talking about just how happy their family is. And everything's just so perfect. And we love each other. And then it just kind of slowly pans through the house while it's showing the opening credits. Yeah. And basically, you kind of quickly see that there was a fire and Tony Shalhoub's wife didn't get out in time. And uh, she did. What, What Michelle just said was she died. Because it sounded like you just went, but she did. Like she survived. But she did. <laughs> I said dead. It sounded like, I know what you said, but it sounded like dead. So yeah, Tony she Shalhoub. She did dead. She's not good at getting out of fires as the short of, as the skinny of all this. So they lost the house and you Turns see. Turns out Tony Shalhoub is insanely financially irrespo- irresponsible. His wife was the goddamn Jesus, like bread maker. over me. <laughs> Yeah, that was what I said when we were watching it because, so you shouldn't take my thunder, bitch. I got the, all the thunder in my thighs. Hey, you shut your goddamn mouth and make me a sandwich. Go! <laughs> Since Grandpa passed on, I've wired away many a lonely hour rocking and stroking my cats. That's accurate because even though I'm not going to be someone's <laughs> grandma, Grandpa's not going to be alive that much longer. <gasps> That's you, bitch. I'm gonna kill you. Don't fucking do it. I'll be a ghost. <laughs> no, you'll be a fucking demon. Demon something. So you are a fucking D word. <laughs> a douche. A dick. A demon. Don't fucking do it. It's fine. It's okay. We can let one demon slip. We can let two demons slip. We can let three slip. Okay. Ghost. <laughs> So the montage is over. Tony Shalhoub looks very unhappy. He said his house is gross compared to what he had with his wife. We don't know why it burned down, but we do know that, yeah, she must have been paying all the fucking bills because there are all of these past due bills that he can't maintain on his own. Oh, can't do it. Can't do it. Yet he can pay the nanny. And maybe that's why he's struggling, because he needs someone to help take care of the kid. Which is crazy, because what's her nuts? She can't. Raw Digga, who is the nanny. Yeah, no, but the other girl, the sister. Shannon Elizabeth. She's way old enough to be taking care of this kid for free. Yeah, so then we get a breakfast scene. The family is together in their little shitty house, and the babysitter's hanging out with the kid at the table. Shannon Elizabeth, the daughter, is making breakfast, and she's making some brown-ass fucking eggs. I didn't notice it either time. She has overcooked the eggs, and it makes me sad. Those are wasted eggs. They look brown. Eggs should not be brown. Eggs can't have a little crisp to them? Not when they're scrambled and they're completely brown. They can't have a lot of crisp to them. (laughs) And it's pronounced scramby eggs. Thank you. So 
<laughs> Everything is just happening Everything the way it do. Fucked. And the kid, we learn that the kid, for whatever reason, um, he, wants to be a broadcaster. <laughs> he's just like really, I don't know, he's an interesting kid. Uh, but he does leave his scooter in the floor while Tony Shalhoub is getting ready and has a cup of coffee. And he gets very mad because he spills that cup of coffee on himself. Which is possibly my favorite moment of the movie because Tony Shalhoub yells, God damn it! <laughs> and seeing Monk... Yo, God damn it was a good time for me, and it was a good God damn it. Did you watch Monk? No, I didn't watch Monk. Then you should refer to him as Antonio. I don't remember him. <laughs> oh, well. Did he have an accent? Of course, he was Antonio. Okay, I kind of remember that. He I'm was kidding. a plane mechanic So he's on, in Nantucket. So he was Latka, but on wings. Only he was better. What? You talking shade on Latka? I'm talking shit. Because I want to, not because I mean it. Latka at this moment would not say thank you very much. So one thing that's interesting is that while this whole thing is happening, someone knocks on the door and... Yes, interesting. (laughs) The first thing that is said is the daughter says, I thought you, because they're afraid. They're like, who is that? And they're like, I thought you uh, like cleaned up her credit or something like that. So it sounds like that maybe the mom was living on credit. Oh, she says her credit? That's what I thought. Huh, maybe it was, uh, well, I mean, she also was in a hospital, we find out eventually, so maybe there's fucking crazy-ass medical bills, too. Yeah, that's true, because she did die in the hospital. She didn't die in the house. Shoved up Tony Shalhoub's ass. This is another thing to keep from the original movie when I watched the 1960 version. Okay. Uh, They get a letter to go to see an attorney. Mm -hmm. And his wife is also like, his wife is alive in that version. Mm -hmm. Says, uh, like, oh, no, is it creditors? Blah, blah, blah. So it's got the same vibe going on there. I'm just going to point out similarities in the 1960 because they're very few. Maybe she was, okay, so maybe the house caught on fire because she was actually a hoarder because she ruined her credit buying too much stuff and it was a fire hazard and that's why the house caught on fire. She also collected newspapers. It was like one of those houses where you go in a room, it's just newspapers stacked and stuff. But she kept them like on the water heater and on the stove and everywhere where it was flammable. She had a kerosene collection right next to it. (laughs) Sounds about right. So no one has no one can believe that Shannon Elizabeth came out of Tony Shalhoub. That's so weird. No. And the kid doesn't look like a Tony Shalhoub kid either. The boy. No, but I think the kid looks way more like he could have come from Tony Shalhoub than Shannon Elizabeth. Although I will say this, this movie was, I guess, one of the first to have like three head uh, stars in it that were uh, Arab American. Three stars who were Arab American in this movie. One is Tony Shalhoub. Yes. The other is uh, Cyrus Criticos. Okay. And the third, the not Molly Shannon, Shannon Tweed. What's her name? Shannon Elizabeth? Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah. Oh, she is. Yeah. I think she's just got like super white uh, dad. I don't know. Something happened there that knocked out a little bit of the. Uh, well, her name is actually Shannon Elizabeth Fadal. There you go. 
I want to see her F. I mean, she just, if you don't know that, she just comes off of it like as a basic white girl. Oh, it says that she's Lebanese and German. Lebanese and German. Well, mother has German, English, and Irish Irish ancestry. Irish. But, but her terms. dad is Lebanese. Lebanese. Maybe her dad was Lebanese or Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so uh, where are we at here? It turns out this is an attorney because yeah. you had said that they got a letter, but this attorney actually comes to the house and informs them that he had or that his uncle Cyrus has passed away and basically he left you some stuff in his will. Yeah. And he, he did. But he 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 opened his laptop there at their house and played it. He didn't like invite them to his office. No. He just showed them a video that was left from Cyrus that was here is my home. I'm leaving it to you. Here you get all this fucking expensive shit. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. And who is he? Is he? Is it? What's uh? Do we know Tony Shalhoub's character's name? Steven? Jerry? I think it's Phil. So Phil is Cyrus Criticos's nephew? Arthur. Yes. Arthur is his nephew, right? Arthur Criticos, correct. Arthur Criticos. So what he's a fucking name. He's supposed to be his last. Abe, you're the uh, only last kin. resident. <laughs> not the word. You're the last of my kin. Yeah, I'm going to give you a fucking house. So I think it's very weird that they are talking to this lawyer and he assumes that Rod Digga, the nanny, is uh, Tony Shalhoub or Arthur's wife. Wife, yeah. And the kid is just like, my mom died in a fire. <laughs> I don't think it's weird. I would have been the same way. He's so fucking cold and disconnected from his yes. mom. You would think, <laughs> but as a kid, a boy and a mom at that age, he would have been like attached to her. So it seems like he would have been having a harder time. Look, this kid pulls frogs apart in the backyard. We don't know about this kid. Maybe he's a goddamn psycho. It's funny because we do get flashes of the mom here and there. And it's her in her hospital gown in the hospital. And she looks like straight up Two-Faced. Yeah, I was going to say, and she's all Two-Faced. <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> it's like somehow she was in a house, but the burn stopped directly in the middle of her face. One beam fell that was on fire. It just fell straight down and whacked her <laughs> face and burned her real quick. It's very weird. So they decide. So the lawyer is going out to this house. He says, you can follow me. So they do. They go to see their new house. And they go to see their new house. And uh, that's where all of the action happens. Yeah. And I would say before we get into the house action, it's a good time to take ourselves what I call a couple of critics podcast break. What do you say? I think it's a good idea. All right. So I'll put music in <laughs> after in editing. So can you just make a a song with all of the clips? Oh, with all the clips? Oh, yeah. man, this is going to... Oh right, here we go. I'll turn on. Passed on, I've wired away many a lonely hour. Go, go. Stroking my cats. Go, we'll be back. Go, go, go. <laughs> that was so dumb. We'll be back. <laughs> Cut.
Kamsay presenting to you with us, Danny, forever and ever and ever. Do we have to do this? Come on. You agreed to this. I know I agreed to it, but now I regret it. Come on, man. Just give me one time. Just one time. We'll see how it goes. All right. Go. All right. Okay, I'm going to do it right now. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mind of Outrageous. Mind of Outrageous. Oh, boy. Shut up, man. You've got a song that you're in. Shut up. Let the song play. Like this. This song sucks. Hey, I'm a shut the fuck up. Jesus. Sometimes spoons don't do the trick. Mind of Outrageous. Yes, yes, everyone. Welcome to Mind of Outrageous, the only show hosted by yours truly, Outrageous Philbin. Isn't that fantastic? No, it's actually not fantastic. <sighs> I really don't like this I, power shift. Shut up, shut up. Everyone, this is my hey. co-host, my sidekick. What? Uh, yeah, I you're am... my sidekick on this. No, I Shut up and let me do the show. This uh, is my co-host and sidekick. No. Abraham goddamn Lincoln. Yes. You may know him as being a fucking dead crackhead who used to Jesus. be a president. What is the fucking deal with you, what? man? Seriously, what do you uh. expect? I asked what? you to let me do this one little show one time and in the I middle of yes. a couple of critics podcasts, and you said yes. yes. No problem, buddy. Anything for a friend. Uh, exactly. Come the day, you're a fucking dick. I haven't been a dick at all. All I'm saying is that you're not a good person, and I don't want you to oh. have a show, and that I'm jealous that you're probably going to be a better host of things than me. Oh, Abe. Uh, Abe, come on. Don't worry about things like that. I can't I'm, help it. I'm just going to be a different host than you. You don't have to worry about In the episode. Like, what? End it. God damn you. <laughs> you fucking son of a bitch. How did you do? Fuck you, man. Yeah. I'm not going to let you have your show. This is the Abraham Lincoln Crack Emporium Show Special Time. It's not for you. Fuck off. I hate well, you. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. Back to the Couple of Critics Podcast. Fuck you, Ad Regis. I hate now, you. fuck you. Do you realize we don't actually do comedy? We just yell at each other. Yeah, I know. Raw digger. Yeah, we back. you guessed it. We listening to Break Foo. Oh, Maggie wouldn't say that. Oh, yeah, who knows? Jeez. My fucking back hurts a lot. Yeah, you just got attacked by the cat. Oh, my God. So you guys know the, how the Garfield cats would stick in the back window, all four paws stuck to the window, and it looked like they were being smashed. Well, imagine that cat uh, with the, all of all four of those paws jumping up like that and sinking and clawing into your back and just kind of sticking in there until you react and it lets go and runs away. Your back was the rear quarter glass of 1997 cars. 1997? That's way too late. For the Garfield? Yes. That was like the 80s. Oh, Okay. Your back was oh the first quarter panel glass of a nineteen eighty seven Grand Torino. And that's actually the second time he's done that to me today. So that's fucking crazy. And I he wants to jump on my like he wants to hang out with me. I appreciate that he likes me, but I I get hurt in the process. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. A lot. We're gonna have to get you like back armor. <laughs> 
I mean, I kind of technically have tons of back fat, so you, I'm probably more protected than I would be if I were, you know, healthy. But on top of that is epidermis. <laughs> yeah, skin hurts. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that there was a song that goes, skin hurts. Yep. Skin scars. <laughs> skin wounds. And Mars. And Mars? At Mars. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking of the planet Mars. No, sir. Well, we're back from break, everyone. Of course we're back. <laughs> and we are talking about the movie 13 Ghosts. That's true. I didn't hit the button. But you uh, wanted to I so I was bad. fucking around with you. So where we left off. So where we left off is that they followed the lawyer to the house. And when they show up. There's a maintenance man looking in the front. He has the flashlight, and he's looking in the windows. And you see that the whole house is made up of windows. I was going to say, he's not just looking through windows. He's looking through the walls, man. Mm -hmm. A glass fucking house, which seems like a horrifying reality to own for many, many, many reasons. Have you ever seen The Glass House with Lily Sobieski? I don't think I have. I used to own it. I don't think I have. Hmm. Okay. I saw this movie once where an older couple, uh, somebody's wife, like committed suicide, or and then he like put a pillow thing over his head and inhaled carbon monoxide or suffocated himself. What? <laughs> ben Kingsley, I think it was. What are you talking about? Uh, I think it was like House on the Lake or something like that. Ow, my nose! In this one. The uh, it has Stellan Skarsgård, the dad. Okay. And he and his wife are friends with this couple, and they find out that this couple is worth a lot of money. Uh, they kill the parents. Uh, the pa- the kids don't know. They get custody of the kids. They live in a glass house, and they. Lily Sobieski finds out that they actually had a hand in killing their parents because they wanted the money. So it's this whole thing, and then they try to kill her, and uh, I think she kills them instead. It's just an early 2000s uh, thriller movie. So is it a play on the words of, like, uh, don't throw bricks if your house is made out of glass or whatever? (laughs) If your house is made (laughs) of glass. (laughs) (laughs) I'm smart. But no, glass house, think about it. You have The windows would always be smudged uh-huh. all the time. Uh-huh. There's going to be bird shit. You don't usually have to regularly wash your walls, but you would have to regularly yeah. wash your window walls. You would have to have a team. Well, and these people all have money in the glass house and this Cyrus Criticos man. <laughs> Cyrus Criticos man. There's lots of money involved. These people have the money to pay someone to come in and squeegee their windows <laughs> once a week. I was imagining the squeegee. I was thinking of those guys that do the competing window washing where mm-hmm. they're like, and it's got to be spotless and fucking beautiful. Would you ever be a glass cleaner on the side of a building? No. I wouldn't either. I got a, f- a buddy on Facebook who does that shit. I don't like cleaning glasses in a restaurant, (laughs) let alone on the side of a building. So, as you said, they pull up to their new fancy glass house, and there's a repairman, as you called him, peeking in. Even They even see the work truck, which is a nice touch. Yeah, the 
attorney's like, that's weird. I'm an attorney. He's a good actor. He's super believable. He's not super tight and weird. (laughs) His best. He does some good acting later. Does he? (laughs) Sure. I never saw it. What's his fucking name? I'm looking it up right now. That guy's name is J.R. Bourne. It looks like he has done other things like Teen Wolf. Oh, fantastic. No, this is the remake of Teen Wolf. Even better. Says no one. He's been in very few things, and I think it's because he's not good at what he does. That's my guess. Jesus Christ, Michelle. Do you think it's because he's Canadian? Oh, I'm hitting hard. Oh, he's Canadian? Mm -hmm. It makes sense now. Yes. I was talking about Devin (laughs) Sawa earlier, and he's Canadian. Uh, He's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. I just had to dig into that Uh, accent, that character I felt like I was fading into. So we we reveal that this repairman is, of course... It's actually Dennis. It's Matthew Lillard. As Dennis. Now, I think this is a weird reveal in the movie. Okay. Because it seems like it might have been filmed for earlier, or we shouldn't have met Dennis yet. What do you mean? The reveal is solely for the characters in the movie. It It's treated as it's almost a reveal for the audience, as if we didn't know this is the Dennis guy. I know it's like letting us in on the secret. We already know. But it just seems weird. I didn't have that feeling ever. <clears throat> I did. That's why I'm talking about it. I'm just saying I didn't. It just seems unnecessary for me. Seems like, I don't know. I liked that his outfit said something just, like light man. and power or something like that. <laughs> like real generic. It was the most generic shit. <laughs> and the the attorney even looked at his badge and he kind of pulled away and was like, don't touch me. It's classic uh, con moves. Don't let them fucking investigate further. They'll find the flaws, That, man. and we do quickly find out that he also, Matt Lillard has this thing, as we said, when he touches people, he can see things. If someone touches him, he sees things. Yeah. Luckily, he only touched the card. Do you think, the, you think it translates to clothes? Like, if they touch just a lapel or like a sleeve hanging down? Probably not. There has to be pressure. Pressure. Pressing down on Matthew Lillard. Pressing down on Dennis. Oh, yes, Sam would. (laughs) He would press him. He would press him so hard. He would press him so soft. He would press his nards on his chin. (laughs) On his chin. I'm not doing anything with my balls. And his balls. (laughs) Your balls would hit each other. Where are we, what are we talking about? 13 Ghosts? Yes. Why? Why are we talking about this? Because you gave this to me and you wanted to see this movie. So he wants to get inside because he says that the place is cutting power to the entire try-whatever area. It's it's He's a great improv uh, repairman at the time. Well, Just got to say general things. Yeah, so he, but he actually came up with a number. It was like five and a half thousand people without power. And sir, I need to get in. What, did you want to look at his meter or something? I don't remember. Kept saying I got to look at the breakers. The breakers. I like that scene too because Matthew Lillard just keeps shining the flashlight in the guy's eyes. And it's like an authoritarian like cop kind of thing. And it just throws them off, you know, to be like, He's get probably- him off center. 
Well, he's also an attorney, so he's probably not used to be- people being antagonistic to him. Ah, that's true. People taking control. Because he has this real weird, sly look to him. Like oh, He's slimy. very sure of himself, and he's super just up his own ass. And he looks, I mean, he looks like there's a broomstick inside of him. All the way up to his chin. He is a very <laughs> straight up and down man. He's proper. That's what a fucking attorney's supposed to do. Look good in the courtroom. Uh, make yourself look like you know what you're talking about. And you go in there and you say, I read... No, well, that's not the word. <laughs> so the attorney kept saying that he wasn't allowed to go in and look at the breaker. And this shaloub guy who was like, this is, uh, this is my place. Uh, it's okay. You can come in and look at it. Which so, technically at that time, it's not. He still hasn't signed the papers. Yeah, but the guy wants the 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 lawyer wants Shalub in that house. Oh yeah, he does. So. And I guess now it's time to deal with this inconvenience. As long as I get this motherfucker in this house, yes, this beautiful glass house. And then they enter. They walk into. I would consider it like almost like a front foyer sort of area. Yeah, it's like the you know when those uh, rotating doors. Mm-hmm. It's like that without the rotating doors part. It's just like a little front cul-de-sac deal before you go in. Yeah, it's a foyer. Is that what they call that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the entrance room mm. when you enter a nice residence. And he tells the kids, and we're all digging a wait. He is going to go sign some papers with the attorney. And uh, as soon as they leave, the kids fucking take off. And so do Royal Digger, because they want to check everything out. And they're nosy, because that's what kids do. I was the nosy fucking kid. Uh, But what I think is interesting is they're talking about it and, like, moving in. And the kids are so excited. And Royal Digger is, like, immediately assuming that she is moving in with them, which I think is very (laughs) presumptuous of her. Oh, you mean I get to benefit as well? Of course. She's taken... Fucking Arthur for everything he's got. She's the problem. That seems to be the the case. Financial problem. So they're inside the house, and I'm I'm gonna get a little. I remember some details. There's some things that as far like that kind of pull the story that I don't remember as much. Um, Like I remember that Arthur says to the attorney that he doesn't think that he can pay for it. Uh, like the taxes and everything, the attorney assures him that he's going to have money and that everything's just going to be okay. And just making it seem like it's the best case scenario possible, he wants Shalhoub to sign the papers. He's sweetening the deal. He's taking all concerns away, which would make you, you know, because someone's... It would be so hard to be given a house already and, like, have to come with the reality. Okay, if I have to actually pay taxes and stuff on this... I can't move here. Mm-hmm. I've I still been given a house. That's great. I'll still benefit from selling it, obviously. But property taxes alone, he's not going to be able to afford. Yeah, it. and it would be so hard to say no to that. Like, mm-hmm. no matter how much you know, you have to. <laughs> a lot of people would probably just say yes to it because, you know, they would just want to take advantage of it just and then try for a little and bit. then lose it. Yeah, I. 
Sell that motherfucker and get a reasonable house. I mean, at least once he goes in and sees how absolutely valuable everything is, which you kind of, you know, got a preview. Right. You can, you don't need all of that antique stuff. That stuff no. is all valuable. You can sell some things. And I think he even mentions that. Like, don't break anything because this might be getting the oh, old, they need the to get pawn insurance. shop deal. Yeah. And imagine being in a fucking glass house. That kid's already on a scooter. He falls once. He's going through a goddamn wall. So this is... Okay, so Matt Lillard is... He goes in the basement because he's looking for the breakers. But he's actually... I don't know. I don't remember exactly what he's doing. He's looking for money. Oh, that's right. That's his original reason for being there. Yeah, because he said that Cyrus owed him money. So he was looking for money. That's yeah, right. Cyrus okay. owes that motherfucker. I have a feeling Cyrus wasn't as well-to-do... As he portrayed that or he just he didn't seem like he had like much family. Maybe he just oh, because he squandered the family money. That's what it was. They said that he he took the family fortune from the family. Yeah. So. Like he would have had tons of enemies, I guess. Probably. He seems like the type of guy that's fucking over people all the time. So, yeah. So, I don't know. It, it seems like he can afford to do all of these things, but maybe more so because he's promising a lot to people and then putting them in harm's way and doesn't mind if they get killed so he doesn't have to pay them. Yeah. That and he might be dealing in antiques. <laughs> he's obviously got a lot of them. Yeah. And it never says what his interest is in this whole, like demonic weird thing because you do see that his house is very weird everything is a machine the entire house is a machine yeah walls are moving when they go after in the foyer like closes afterwards the floor starts moving it has all of these like ancient symbols and stuff you can tell that something is weird in this house you don't just walk (laughs) into a house and it looks like fucking indiana jones temple shit and you're like oh this is fucking normal nothing weird is going on here (laughs) yeah no that that house would give you weird vibes immediately. Absolutely. Ghosts or no ghosts. Yeah. So Matt Lillard does have, he puts those glasses on, right? Uh, while he's looking for the, uh, he would have had to. Something happens. And this is what I don't remember because I know that after Shalhoub signs the papers, the, the guy goes downstairs in the basement. The attorney does. Well, just fucking... Or he goes to the office. Lillard's downstairs, and that's I think he just is. puts on glasses because he's... No, that's what it is. He goes downstairs, and since he's the fucking psychic guy, he gets hit with all the shit because he's near the ghosts. That's when he pulls oh, the yeah, fucking glasses he, out. Because he didn't know that they, that he stored them in his house. Yeah, that's correct. That was not his goal. I, could, I think this, you could easily misconstrue him as trying to do ghost stuff there, but it's originally all... I want my fucking money. No, but he just always has his glasses on him, it seems. I would. Why not? At that point, if you're always feeling ghosts, you might as well put it on and see if the fucker is a problem or not. I do know that one thing is weird is that when the like the kids and people were going through the house, there seemed to be those glasses in every room. Yeah. So they seemed to also just be accessible that you could have just grabbed them because other people did just grab them. And a little setup, you know. Yeah, so he, that's right, so he was in the basement, he did see, he had the feeling, and then he put on the glasses, and he saw that he did actually have and he's immediately them like, there. Gotta get the fuck out of that's here. That's what it was, and he <laughs> ran up to the family, and then the lawyer went to his office and grabbed a 
like a suitcase of money. Oh, yeah. Or a duffel bag is what it was. He ex- Lillard runs up and is like, don't sign those fucking papers. Oh, there is a confrontation with those two. Yeah, I right. hunted I hunted paranormal blah, blah, blah with your fucking grandpa, your uncle. Mm-hmm. And we he, hunted he talks about and... ghosts and Tony Shalhoub calls them goats. And then he says, ghost, ghost. Whoop, there's a little bass note in there. I like that bass note in there. <laughs> and then, you know, that's when the fucking, the lawyer's like, they're yelling at each other. It's time. I know that I, I, the lawyer was, at this point, it is confirmed that the lawyer was hired by Cyrus. To lure them there and get them there no matter what. Doesn't even matter if he signs it in the long run. Just get him in the fucking house, get that bag of money, and get out. Mm-hmm. But Cyrus being Cyrus and the whole house being a machine doesn't tell this lawyer that you're going to fucking set off a whole machine to lock the fucker down. Yeah. And it wasn't leaving any time for him to take off with that money. So once again, he had every intention of not paying someone who thought that they were going to take a oh, double yeah. bag of money. He's like, no, nobody gets money from me. <laughs> no, even in death, mm-hmm. I will not give money to you. You fuck. Mm-hmm. Everyone's a pawn in Cyrus's little game. Yeah, he's he's a very forward thinker. I'll give him that. He likes chess. <laughs> yeah, he plays it in his mind, just like that girl on the Queen's Gambit. You don't know that, what I'm talking about. That was that chess about. movie. It was a TV show, but yes. It was that chess show. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was about chests. That chess show. They went and they found treasure chests. Ah. And ev- in each treasure chest, there was a chess set. And whoever found all of the chess sets won the Queen's Gambit. <clears throat> that wasn't the show at all. Anyway, uh, I mean, it, it was chess related, but that's about it. Anyway, so with this, the attorney picks up a duffel bag of money. And it looks like one of those things Zach recently s- said to me, and I don't remember what they're called. They're the pedals on a piano. I don't know what they're called, but we'll call them the pedals on the piano. Well, that's what they looked like. Yeah. So when he picked the bag up, one of those were, it looked like a pedal was being held down by the bag. And when he picked it up, it raised and started the whole house. It's started, machine time. So the, the yeah, the doors started closing. The floor, floor was already spinning when they entered it. Yeah, just a little bit in the center. It's basically starting off the release of the ghosts. Yeah, so... In this whole machine thing, it will open and release each ghost from their box that they're not allowed to leave one at a time. It's like a clock, too. It's like mm-hmm. on a timer. And, of course, we finally get we get our first uh, gruesome moment coming up with our fucking lawyer friend. Well, yeah, because we did have... There was that confrontation between Mount Lillard and the lawyer that... He was saying that Matt Lillard was, you know, a piece of shit. And he's just like, there was a confrontation. And then that guy just like left. Right. And then Matt Lillard started telling them everything. Or was it just Tony Shalhoub who he was talking to? Because he stepped out of his outfit, his like his orange jumpsuit. Yeah. His worker outfit. God damn it. And had on an entire, Sam said worker outfit, by the way. He had on an entire like not suit, but he had like he had pants and a not flashy shirt and a blazer. Yeah. Like he, I feel most people would have taken the blazer off. 
Yeah, when I they would've. put that suit yes, on. Yes. But he left the blazer on, so he must have been very warm. Absolutely. <laughs> and you definitely don't see the boxiness of a blazer of a blazer jacket underneath that fucking. Well, I don't think it has shoulder pads. Suit. It's more of a. Oh, that's just his broad ass shoulders. Yeah, it's just it's more of like a fitting blazer for the late '90s man. Actually, this would have been 2001, so the early 2000s man doesn't need I'm shoulder pads. Early 2000s man. So what we were getting at was actually on the, when the lawyer's on his way to pick up the money, that's when he starts looking at ghosts. And he says, hey, nice tits to the girl that's the ghost that's all naked. And sliced up and has a knife in her hand. Yeah, and then when he's leaving, after he grabbed the bag of money, that's when he meets. Because she's the first one to be released, right? Yeah, she's the first to be released. Old, old tits. And her, her boobs are big, but... And it's clear that she probably does have her tits out, but they are completely covered in makeup to look like a certain way. And they look slashed and like... I think... I don't know this for a fact, but I think they're fake because the whole point of her story is she was uh, addicted to plastic surgery. Yeah. And then, well, I mean like the actress. Those aren't her real boobs. No, no, no like, I don't think they are at all. I think they I think augmented her, them. And yeah. Like, I think they're completely fake, and not just makeup. have all like the makeup and the slat. Like because it's like gashes. Yeah. So, I mean, a gash doesn't just look like a, a line on your skin. No, it's they like did a thicker, good job. And I think so. I think it looked good. It's got depth to it. Because she killed herself in the bathtub. <laughs> she did. And so she comes out and he sees her and he starts apologizing to the ghost. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. Um, like, yeah, it was a joke. <laughs> and, it's, and it was her plan to back him into... A door because there are doors that are like trap doors. Uh, you felt it was her plan, huh? I think it was on purpose that I, she like backed him into it and then it closed really fast because we saw that later with Matt Lillard that there was a door that he went through it and it closed so fast that glass like came down or came up yeah. or whatever it was. So it seems like those are meant to like you got to be fast or it's going to get you and it got him. Absolutely. Right down the middle of his body. <laughs> Sideways. Split him in half. And the front of him just started uh, like sliding down the glass. And you could see the back half still standing up against the glass. I, Even though, it again, it doesn't look that great. I like that scene. I don't know that why. Part's, that part's fine. I think it's an... I like the kill. I think it's interesting. Oh, the kill's good. And he's completely shocked. And it's gruesome. And I, too, need to lose half of my body weight. <laughs> I still am not behind that she knew that that glass door was going to shut. I think she was uh, just going towards him to get ready for the stab, and then it just happened because she kind of has a look like, huh? Oh, that was interesting. Hmm, I don't remember that part. But there, I mean, not all of the ghosts actually kill. No, not all. Some of the ghosts don't, even though they're, like, supposed to be bad. Some of them are just kind of... Like weird? There's like a sideshow, Mom and Son. Yeah. Where he's just like enormous and she's a little person. I think there's more dormant ghosts than there's the really violent ghosts. Yeah, because they needed... There's the whole thing is that there is this like ancient text with these... And you said you read about the ghosts, right? Or you, you were saying that you read about the movie. I read about it all, baby. Okay. So... There, he did need, like, there's a reason why he picked each ghost for whatever, like, distress or whatever they were capable of doing. Yeah. 
each ghost was picked because of this the, the text from beforehand that you gotta like fit in this mold. It's like the lone son, the princess or whatever, blah mm-hmm. blah blah. And it's just, you know, they gotta fit into the category. Yeah. To to eventually be able to control the eye of hell or something like that. That's so fucking weird. So Cyrus, like, again, with his money and his adventurer-driven heart, he, like, read all of this, and yeah, he wanted this power. So he trapped all of these ghosts, and the whole thing is, which, like, the house got to a certain point, and it was supposed to. I don't, I, I this is what I don't really know how to put into words. It was supposed to, like, release the ghost or whatever, but we'll get to that. But it's a whole thing. Yeah. Really, I mean, at this point, the movie's just kind of a collage of just running from things. Because, like... Yeah, so one thing is interesting, though, because the kids are free, which I do want to say that Shannon Elizabeth is obsessed with this bathroom that's fully made out of etched glass mm-hmm. with green ceramic. So, like, the sink, the tub, and the toilet are all this light, like, lime green hue. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking ugly, and <laughs> she's just so obsessed with it. But while that's happening, there is a ghost, like, right there. Because that, that ghost goes upstairs and is around her. Yeah. And it's, like, in the bathtub and everything, and she doesn't see it, and the ghost doesn't actually do anything to her. She was going to until Tony <sighs> Shalhoub comes in. He's like... Hey, where's your brother? Because they all split up and the brother went downstairs, the little brother. So, yeah, the brother, uh, this is what I wanted to bring up. He was called downstairs. So he could hear there was a ghost that was saying, like, come down. And then there there was a ghost that was like, don't come down here. Come down. Don't come down. So he thought it was the babysitter and his sister that were trying to just fuck with him. Fucking with him, yeah. And he went down there, and he got fucked with a little bit, but no one, like, killed the boy. He even, like, passed out for a while, it looked like. Oh, yeah. And and no one actually, like, hurt him, which I thought was interesting. Oh, yeah, he, like... But he did see something that we are shown pretty, I mean, early in this situation is that the voice that lured him downstairs is his mom. His mom's ghost is one of the ghosts in the house. She didn't lure him downstairs. No, she no, sorry. Stay she, she was the one who, yeah, yeah tried to tell him to danger. stay up. She's like the nicest ghost. We find out that one of the 12 <laughs> ghosts that Cyrus has captured is the mom, which yes. is fucked up because it's Cyrus's family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that's probably also part of the evil, uh, like texts you know mm-hmm. in the whatever books they're reading it's probably got to be like you have to find the damaged loved one well yeah because it's and i mean we'll get to it but you do find out that you know the 13th ghost is supposed to be someone in the house who's supposed to die and uh the whole point of that 13th is supposed to be someone who would like kill for love because they're so because it's also someone who's like heartbroken too yes. right so that it's part of it. So it's almost like that had to be taken from him, which gave me a slight questioning <gasps> of whether or not Silas, Cyrus oh, was actually responsible fuck. for the house fire. How did I not think of that until just now? I was wondering that because it. It we're was. never we, there's no explanation as to why the house caught fire. Yeah, that's never said. I I like that. 
So I I wonder if he was just like my nephew because he I mean he he didn't think highly of Arthur and his family. He doesn't care about anyone. Yeah, he cares so, about power. So it's almost like he he had been planning this for a while, and he needed these two specific characters. And again, he was willing to sacrifice even his family yeah. to get what he wanted. And it's the only family left, so it's almost like it was just it, it was just Arthur by default. Mm-hmm. You know, like well, that what's that movie? I can't remember what it's fucking called. But those people go and torture those. The people that live out in the woods, and at the end, they're like, "Why are you doing this?" And they're like, "Because you were home." <laughs> like it's the kind of the same thing. It's like you're just the one. Sorry, <laughs> was that us or whatever that fucking movie? No. the Jordan Peele movie? No. Oh no, I know what you're talking about. Okay, but I always thought that part of the movie was cool. Like, no real reason. We're just crazy, and you're just here, <laughs> like, which is uh. Horrifying. So one thing I think is interesting is that the boy who plays Bobby, who is the little boy, Bobby, he has only he had only acted in three Bobby. movies. This was his third movie. Okay. He decided to quit acting after this movie. Oh, I read that too. And this, uh, the director only directed two movies: this one and the next Ghost movie, Ship. and Ghost Ship, because that also came from his company, and it was also considered a failure. And I yeah. remember seeing that when I was younger. And liking it, because I thought the first scene was so fucking brutal. Yeah, I think if you watched it now, you'd get the same feelings that you got during this. Like, Oh, that it's eh, cheesy? It's, it's okay. Probably. <laughs> Probably, but I also don't think that, that this movie was bad. I just think no. that it had low points. But I also think it was very timely. It's entertaining. And Ghost Ship, the very beginning, wherever almost everyone on the ship gets cut in half. I was going to say, this guy loves splitting people in half. He split the dude vertically <laughs> in this movie, and then in Ghost Ship, he's like, how do I outdo that? I split 70 people in half. An entire <laughs> ship of people. Yeah. So what, that was interesting. I think um, that's the best part of the movie, by the way, Ghost Ship, from what I remember. Oh, yeah. There's a little girl ghost in there, and she's like, it's the hey, only movie I remember. We're in a ship. So the, cause the little girl is dancing with someone, and then that thing snaps, that cable snaps, and s- takes everyone in half. And the person oh, who she's like dancing with, he's like the captain of the ship, yeah, and then his top half of his body falls off. That's and then, right. And she's the only because she's short, little, and it went right above her head. Yeah, she's the only survivor at that time until she just dies from starvation from being on the ship. Oh, that's a good movie, huh? <laughs> All good, right, so motherfuck. Well, you have to t- touch it constantly, don't you? Yeah. You can't just lean into it. <laughs> no, I'm into it. I gotta move. I gotta zig. I gotta zag. So I do also want to mention, because this is something you and I have discussed already when we've watched this, is that the acting is not very good in this movie. Matthew Lillard is really the most redeeming character, and I think it's because I enjoy that everything that I've seen him in, he always has his Matt Lillard goofy sensibility. Yeah, yeah. He definitely has a way... That he is that seems to go in almost every role I've seen him in. But you like you like his characters and stuff because you like Matt Lillard is yeah. kind of how it feels. Uh-huh. I just like watching him talk and move. His mannerisms are good. He commits to acting. He's completely. very yeah. He's another. He's one of those physical actors that I appreciate. Yeah. He's he's okay with being weird and. Again, when someone calls him out for being a weirdo, he's he's very physically almost like Jim Carrey esque with how he just kind of like flings his body around. Yeah, and shit. you're right. Like he's very goofy, tall, physically. lanky guy too. So 
Mikey guys, it's fun to watch flail their fucking arms around like that. So there is, so they can't find the sun. Tony Shalhoub comes back and he, he's like, where did they go? And then he see, he finds his daughter and then the nanny shows up and they don't know where the little boy went. Yeah. And right before that, when the little boy, he got like knocked out and woke up and saw his mom. Then he looks over and who does he see? Cyrus. Criticos. That's right. He does see Cyrus with in the house. blood on his neck, looking ghostly, and his uh, his throat looks all sliced. Yep, there's fucking Cyrus. So at little th- teaser. At this point, I'm we learned it. People, no one really believes that the house has ghosts in it. No one really believes Matthew Lillard. They just kind of think he's full of shit. But now it's where is my son? You have to help me find my son. Yeah. So they split up. And in this time... Never split up. Which Matt Lillard says... Don't do that. I think he's the one who says it, but it says that he didn't think that they should split up. But. Yeah, don't do that. And then <laughs> when Tony Shalhoub or Arthur and his daughter are... I think her name is like Becky or something. <laughs> Terrible. Tiffany! I don't think, I think it's like... I think it's Becky. Which I don't... No offense, anyone named Becky. It's not a good... Oh, it's Kathy. Motherfucker! Stop touching I it. I wasn't touching it. You touched it right before. Most Beckys I've ever known. We're not nice. Well, not she's good a people. she's a Kathy. Oh. So I was wrong. It's Kathy. And I don't really have anything against Kathy's. I've known some good Kathy's. So, well, you're the first girl you asked out and got rejected by was a Catherine. <laughs> yeah. She could have been she could be a Kathy if she wanted to be. That bitch. <laughs> That's not her fault. <laughs> oh, that would have never fucking worked. No. Hey, you like dying fetus? <laughs> so I don't n- remember what initiates this, but there is a an, an attack because ghosts are being released timely. Because they're yeah, and There's all like of a the clock sudden thing that you they keep cutting to, and it's like tick 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 tick, doors open. Yeah. So all of a sudden, his daughter gets like thrown backwards yeah, and she- just. Pulled back really fast yeah. by by a ghost. She puts on the glasses because it's right before Tony Shalhoub's like, there are no ghosts. Yeah. And, and she's, she's like, glasses time. Ah! <laughs> yeah. And then it attacks her, which is weird. So this is the thing. Okay. I haven't used these. Are ones. people not attacked unless they can see what's going on? Because it kind of gets <clears throat> that feeling that everyone who is actually who the ghosts come in contact with can see the ghost because they're wearing the glasses. That seems to be what they're laying out, but I know it's just cinematically. <laughs> it just There should have been a scene where someone's just being attacked all of a sudden and then somebody like... Like they were had the glasses in their hand and they got knocked over all of a sudden and then somebody has to run over and pick up the glasses and put them on to see what the ghost is doing. That would have been a good scene to... Say like, hey, this doesn't just happen because you're right. It, it's literally always like glasses on. Ah. Well, and I and I feel, and this is something I said during the trailer when you were going to get your notes, is that to me it always feels like people who have ghostly encounters and things are people who are open to the idea that that exists. If you are completely skeptical and just I don't believe in this at all, unless it's like a movie that's trying to convince someone that it's real. Yeah. People don't typically have those experiences. <clears throat> that goes in a lot of things because too. they're not open to them. So I get the impression from this movie, whether it's intended or not, that you kind of 
have to see it for it to, I don't know. It's weird. Almost the more you feed into it, the more power it has to Yeah, it's weird. Do I don't things. know. It's like Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger has been beaten multiple times by just being like, you have no power over me. Mm-hmm. You just have to like take the strength away from it. But I agree. It's, but I know they're doing it just because it's cinematically looks good <laughs> to put the glasses on and be like, ah, ghost. So let's talk about this ghost, by the way. Okay. The one with like the box on her head. Yeah, It's got the cage. Okay. You just answered my question. You said box on her head. Okay. It is a man. Oh, it is. I was reading about the ghost today. It was a man who was like a rapist. Oh my god! And he got put in an insane asylum, and then got, was in like a fire. So that is I'm supposed to be a man, and I have always, always thought that it was a woman. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, which is the the scene's hilarious because it's like, well, it's gratuitous as hell. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna bring up. So it holds <laughs> Shannon Elizabeth up against the wall. And just starts scratching at her and just starts like ripping her shirt open, of course. And (laughs) give me a break. And you get as much of a boob shot without nipple as you probably could. It's just a flash. Cuts the the bra on it like the bra comes down just a little bit, but you never get an areola or anything. She gets scratches on her face and shit Mm -hmm. and on her back, which later most of these scratches disappear. And uh, her bra is no, magically fixed. At the end, at the end, the scratches are still on her face. Yeah, at the end, I'm talking in a little bit. <laughs> oh, okay. So they disappear. This is a weird thing because Tony Shalhoub, he puts the glasses on, right? Or and he can see that something has actually happened. Is what it is because the the glasses I think get knocked off her face or something. So he ends up with the glasses and he sees that it's real and what's happening and tries to get it off of her. Uh, no, actually, this is when the new, the, uh, another character well, gets in. I know, but he still is able to see the ghost for the first time when it's attacking his daughter. No, not yet. Cause that's, she comes in this, the, the, the ghost hippie shows yeah. up and she throws, uh, I guess a flare. A flare she has these flares at the ghost, which I don't understand why that makes ghosts It like go scares away, them for I some guess. reason. They're scared of flares. And then they kind of run away. And then Tony Shalhoub's like, what the, what, what? and she goes here, put these on. And she so hands her. him the glasses to, for him to look into a, uh, a area that a ghost is behind and can't get through. And, uh, now he's a believer. He's a believer. Exactly. So now that, ghost hippie girl when from the beginning she's uh-huh. been she's broken into the house somehow no one understands how she's doesn't in there makes she, no sense. And she says it doesn't matter <laughs> it doesn't matter but she lures them into the library because that is like a safe place that they can't get into i guess because they can i guess the door might be closed because if you're in a box if you're in some walls and they're all closed and they all have the incantations mm-hmm. on it you're technically good to go it's just you don't know if an automatic door is gonna fucking open up and all of a sudden there's a ghost in the room yeah so somehow she knew that the library would be a safe place only she <laughs> she called it a library <gasps> she did yeah I was gonna fucking say that and write that down but I that forgot stupid to stupid bitch did you- we rewind it Yes. Yeah, and that's right. Because I thought it the first time and I wasn't sure. And I heard it again. And I was just like, did she say library? She definitely She said definitely library. did. You are an adult woman. <laughs> I don't know how you just don't watch the dailies. And maybe they did. And they're like, fuck, it's the only one we took. I didn't notice it in the moment. <laughs> that's weird. I don't, I don't think I've, as an adult, have ever said library. 
I have just in the way of doing that Simpsons quote where it's... Well, yeah, on yeah. purpose, but not <laughs> yeah. accidentally. No. But a lot of people say February, and it's February, and they forget that there are Feb- two R's in February. it. February. February. Give me some berries. February showers bring March cowards. Those fucking March cowards. It's a it's a problem. Antifa. Yeah. Black Lives Matter. Terrorists. Terrorists. Well, they ought to come down to the farm. I'll show them something terrifying. God, I'm so, I wish I could do that voice so bad. <laughs> so, <clears throat> one thing that she says when she is telling them about the house and she's telling them about the ghosts and the whole thing, and she says, this house is not a house. And I so badly wanted to say something and then did. It's a home. <laughs> but she does say, the, the quote is, this house is not a house, it's a machine. But this house is not a house, it's a home. Yeah, this is, this is the exposition time. She's the one who explains what this machine is. Her name is Kalina, by the way. Kalina. She likes to Kalina things. She seems like she could be on 90 Day Fiance. With that name? Oh, uh, like Kalini Kalani? and Kalani. Her sister's Kalini. Is it? Mm-hmm. Huh. But, you know, this is the exposition part. She's explaining why Cyrus built this whole fucking machine. She even breaks the news that Matthew Lillard helped uh, imprison fucking Shalhoub's wife. I think that, well, yeah, because it was already known that he helped trap those ghosts earlier in the movie with the attorney. But yeah, so she's like, this is your fault, and she's fighting with him, and they don't like each other. No, and then she makes Arthur not like him, because, you know, your wife is trapped in here too, motherfucker. And he ends up punching and that he, son of a bitch well, out. Well, and he said, he's like, I didn't know, I didn't know who you were, like, I didn't, yeah, he has no reason to be mad at her. Like, yeah, you didn't let her soul rest, or whatever the fuck that means, but... Mm-hmm. I don't even know how that works. You and... I don't believe you it. You don't think Tony Shalhoub should be upset? I think he should be upset that I'm not looking at his shalhoub boobs. Other than that, I don't care how he feels. I'm fine with my loved one's soul forever being trapped in a box downstairs. Yeah. As long as I can move in and see those shalhoub boobs, I don't care what happens to his dead wife. Those monk trunks. That bitch is dead, and she's not killing anybody. She wasn't evil, so she's not going to bother me. She's just going to two-face me. Especially if she's trapped in a box. Yeah. I won't see that two-faced bitch at all. (laughs) So this is interesting. So they meet... Oh, yeah. So they they all do meet back up in the library. Um, And what's her fucking face? Because they decide to leave. I don't... And again, this is where I'm getting hazy. Because I know that Kalina and... The nanny go off together, and because did is what's her face disappeared or is she with them right now? Who's what's her face? The daughter, Kathy, because she disappears as well, just like the son did. She disappeared somehow. I don't really. Yeah, know. I don't really know the details. I'm really not important. <laughs> well, you you also were probably gonna have a harder time remembering since you fell asleep. Oh, yeah. during both watches. Yes, I did. <laughs> The second time was really hard. So whatever splits them up, maybe to look for the daughter now. I don't remember what this is about. Yeah. Um. But 
the nanny is with Kalina and she notices that she sees Cyrus walking up and she's just like, hey, like, help me. And then Kalina takes her book of whatever the hell and uh, book of spells. Yeah. And it hits the nanny in the head and then she bumps her head on the wall and she's out. She takes out Raw Digger. And it's a little reveal during this too. Like they do that little. Oh, it's a straight up reveal. They take off the glasses and Cyrus is still there. Yeah, so she looks at Cyrus with the glasses on, takes them off. Cyrus is still standing there. So if you don't understand what's happening, it's kind of obvious that he's not actually dead. He's never been dead. He had a special makeup effects crew in the fucking junkyard. <laughs> yeah, so he he is not dead. He just manipulated this whole everyone and everything into thinking that he was dead so his plan could go and he's banging Kalini. And, She's in on it. And Kalina, Kalina is in on it. Kalina? Sorry, I said Kalini. Uh-huh. That's from 90 Day Fiance. That's a sister. But Kalina is, like, into him. She grabs Cyrus and kisses him. He immediately shoves her back and takes the book of spells out of her arms. <laughs> Like, he is not really affectionate with her at all. No, he's using her. And she, yeah, she's like, I did everything you said. You're not mad at me, are you? And it's just, like, kissing his ass. It's very weird. She even said, I slit that guy's throat for oh, you yeah, and everything. I, I liked how they added that. Like, Because, you know, at the beginning of the movie, you think it was just a byproduct of that fucking ghost doing carnage, but you find out that everything she was, was the planned. fucking one that slit his throat. Mm-hmm. That was a good little addition to throw in there i enjoyed that and it was interesting because since she slit his throat he couldn't out her and say that it was her oh who did it. yeah that's even better and then he just bled to death that poor guy he didn't deserve that shit <laughs> yeah he did he's a fucking ghost hippie he wanted to save them and set them free yeah but hippie's still in that phrase so he must die <laughs> that's not fair we're friends with a hippie Oh, don't worry. I'm working on it. Even though he's not really a hippie. People just call him hippie because of how he looks. Yeah, because he liked to go to fish concerts. That was about it. Because of the music that he likes. That's about it. <laughs> and that he has long hair. Other than that, he's a fucking golfer. But I think they started calling him hippie when, before he even had long hair. They called him hippie in high school, he didn't had, they? He liked weed, man, and tie-dye <laughs> shirts, bro. <laughs> That's definitely it. So what is interesting here is is that you can tell once again he's willing to throw any and everyone away because he's like, do what you're told, and like yells at her. It doesn't. We don't see what she actually does, but he starts like walking away, and she's just like, wait for me, essentially, and grabs the book, and he makes a door close and like close her in and smash her like two wall yeah. or the wall closes in and squishes her. Two panes collapsing on her it's fucking it's a good scene i like that scene so what i thought it looked the cgi was terrible but i read about this and i don't know if you did that it was supposed to be much gorier yeah but they were afraid that they were going to get an nc-17 rating for that i said that earlier was basically from that exact okay i guess i forgot that part until we got to it but i it wasn't executed well but i like the idea i like the idea and that makes two glass kills in one movie. <laughs> he truly has no interest in anyone. Like, he's oh. the most selfish person I think I've ever seen in a movie that, in a while. Yeah, he's definitely a good... He's a villain through and through. Oh, yeah. There's he, no, like, 
redeeming factors. It's just no. And once I am done with you, you're dead. And he's been a villain forever because he fucked his entire family over. Yeah, and took the family fortune. And I also heard he fucked his entire family. Ugh. All right, and so nothing. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. No, that's not what I heard. <laughs> Yeah, I love talking about incest. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about incest. Let's, Sam, you wanted to do this. Let's talk about incest, baby. It's gross. All right, I'm done. And there was a, a episode, X-Files episode about it, <clears throat> where uh, they bury uh, an incest baby under the home plate at a baseball I field. I don't fucking care. <laughs> so before Kalina was squashed, she did say to Cyrus that... He, Shalhoub will not, Arthur, he won't sacrifice himself because, oh, it was, she explained to him, that's what it was. Yeah, it's the exposition. She explained to Arthur that there is a 13th ghost who he has to be, someone who would, you know, die for his family and like heartbroken and all that stuff. So yeah, he would have to sacrifice himself is the whole idea. And she tells Cyrus that he's not going to do it unless he feels that his kids are really in danger. So that's like the last piece of advice that she gives before he sucked her dry of information yeah. and duties. And then Arthur gave And he up. squashed the duty out of her. Yeah. Oh, he did. He would have. You're right. <laughs> All juices would have come out. All duty. She was nothing but duty to him. Man, imagine the pressure that it would have like squirted out the sides. Well, it sounded like there were supposed to be like brains and eyeballs and stuff popping out, <laughs> yeah. which you did see some blood like kind of shoot Start. out of the head a little bit. But yeah, they definitely didn't get... Yeah super vulgar with that so at this point she's dead he doesn't give a fuck oh i was gonna say that arthur unknowingly fucked himself too by giving up that information like you said that to the wrong fucking person oh yeah because now they have the fucking key oh that's what it'll take all right i already got your kids (laughs) so yeah looking for the kids one thing we didn't say was when those two when the nanny and kalina left um dennis and arthur took this big glass piece that had, you know, that had scripture on it that they held in front of them. So if they encountered a ghost, they could just like hide behind it essentially, which is a really weird, like it's heavy, but still, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, it's a I, weird concept. I, I get it. But my problem is there's a top and a bottom and their hands are on the other side of the glass oh, holding yeah, it. Just come up and like chop their fingers off. Yeah. <laughs> unless they just can't, touch the glass oh no because the one monster guy downstairs was like he they hit it and stuff all the time and it makes sparks yeah so one thing that we also didn't say is that matt lillard had a premonition or he saw he saw himself dying yeah earlier when he looked at a ghost so now he's out with mr shalub and he decides to kind of like sacrifice himself and then that's when he like he kind of gets pushed around a little bit but then there's that whole trap door thing and he's able to get through and get away from that ghost so that worked out for him oh yeah but then i don't remember how he got back because then the other ghost who he saw kill him which was the last one who was the one at the beginning of the movie that we saw him summon all of a sudden that ghost was free and then he was just kind of like oh fuck and i and he was now once again like available to both of those guys yeah, it's just like one door open. Did another door open? I or think something? a door just opens. And he's just like, ah, I'm going to get fucking smashed. 
Yeah, so he has, uh, I don't know, He's it's kind of gruesome what happens to Matt Lillard. He gets, uh, he gets pretty banged up, and he actually gets picked up, and his body is smashed against a corner the opposite way oh, yeah. again. Yeah, another back break oh, by that God. fucking Titan guy. He likes breaking backs. And that was right in front of uh, Den- or Arthur, so Arthur saw the whole thing happen. For sure. And it was very sad for him, but he was willing to risk whatever because he was very sorry for what he did. He definitely had regret and tried to uh, make amends in he, any way yeah. that he could. He's redeeming himself. So he's. I wonder if he's only doing that, though, because he saw his death and he's kind of like, uh, uh, I mean, he was willing to help find the kid and stuff. He could have just been like, fuck you, I'm out of here. But he wanted to, he, he warned them and he, he told them they needed to get out of the house in the very beginning, though, when he yeah. saw them. So he didn't want them to get hurt. Like you said, he doesn't want people to get hurt. That's true. Uh, he doesn't seem like a bad person. He was just willing to maybe, uh, what's the word? Or the, how do you, how would you say it? Redeem. Put his, himself? no, the opposite. He'd like set his morals aside for what seemed like money. Oh, he didn't redeem? <laughs> I don't know the word you're looking for. I get what you're saying though. But, Part of me also still it feels like he's like the last ditch to get to heaven. I don't know about <laughs> any of that. That that was way beyond what I ever thought that happened. But at this point, somehow, there is the kids. Oh yeah, because she said that he has to like know that the kids are in danger. So where the floor was like spinning and stuff, all of a sudden his kids are just like sitting in the circle of this thing where all of these like blades like these metal pieces of the floor but seem like blades when they all just yeah yeah they're turning around like a gyroscope and shit yeah flying around ghosts are being summoned now because this is like the whole what's the word i'm looking for like the whole uh, this is the finale the finale it's like the whole uh not seance it's the whole it's the gathering of all of the souls because it's time now. Yeah, that- but I'm trying to think of the word that makes like the encompassing word for like the, what it would be. But like, uh, yeah, bringing the ghost because now it's time for Tony Chalub. Like th- the whole goal here is, I guess, these ghosts got to be around in a circle, mm-hmm. and they're all watch. standing on their piece yeah. because they have, you know, all of that. Their corresponding fit into the puzzle piece that is the spell book that's on the floor. Yeah, yeah. since the whole house is. Just set up for this. And then Tony, you know, he sees Arthur Crit- or Arthur sees his uncle. Yeah. We all know he's alive by now. It's not a secret anymore well, to anybody. Well, Arthur has to figure it out because he counts the ghosts. And he's like, if I'm supposed to be the 13th ghost, he's who are ghost. you? Yeah, yeah. So he realized that his uncle wasn't dead and charged yeah, him and started kicking that. his ass. Oh, he did. I forgot about that. And then his uncle immediately started kicking his ass and started telling him that he was a piece of shit and him and his stupid family like didn't matter and that's why he used them because they're pathetic, which doesn't make sense because they were a loving family. Like, why is a loving family pathetic? Because they were like happy and blissful and everything in the beginning. They will not have the power of the eye of hell. I guess that's what it is. You can't um, be good. Imagine the strength when you... Own the eye of hell. So he uh, is about to be 
killed because Cyrus has a cane and the cane opens up and it's this like it's not really like a knife it's just this it's like, like a dagger it's like yeah just pointy metal it's, it's an ice pick and he's saying you know like I'm going to kill you and then all of a sudden I'm going to kill out you. of nowhere we get uh the nanny Rodiga she because he's playing this the spell being like spoken yeah. over speakers and she sees it. I mean, it looks kind of like a turntable. So she starts like oh, mixing it. Oh fuck. I forgot about this part. She yeah. Starts, it's like, and so it's like, <laughs> Oh, for the pounds of her. <laughs> and everyone's just like, what the hell is happening? They all start a dance party. <laughs> and somehow it was able to like, I, I don't know. It was weird. If it like broke the spell of these, ghosts but somehow it was like they had this it's like they knew who put them there they knew that cyrus was like bad yeah, yeah. and they just like picked him up and threw him into the blades and he, he yeah it's like this the since she stopped the speaking the spell the spell is no longer going so those ghosts don't have to be confined to that spot because these ghosts have no interest in this yeah, they just want to be ghosts. They just want you know the violent ones want to kill people, mm-hmm. and the other ones just want to hang out. They don't give a fuck about Criticos getting his power from the eye of hell. They're just tools, just like everything else. Mm-hmm. Criticos is making them tools, but they are the ones who actually uh, cut that body up. Yeah, it's funny that CG is really bad, mm-hmm. and it's just like seven pieces come kind of like towards the screen. Head flies. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Because that head would have been cut. And then, the okay, this is the dumb part, I thought. So, Criticos is dead. Ghosts are just kind of kind of nowhere at this point after they threw Criticos in there. And Arthur sees these spinning blades, right? And his family is still stuck in the middle. And every once in a while, it stops and goes flat. Mm-hmm. So, he's like timing it's it in his pattern, head. It's a pattern, yeah. Timing in his head. Ah, okay, I can jump now to the middle. So, here we go. I'm going to jump into the middle. Boom! I'm with my family. Now what? Yeah, that was very weird. What are you going to do from the center of the fucking spinning blades? They were just Shalhoub. like, Dad, save us! Yeah. So then he just like went and put himself in equal danger. It didn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah, you say, stay right fucking there. Do not move. I'm going to go find this goddamn machine and turn it off. So <laughs> after the... Uh, the nanny, Raldiga... She starts seeing all the levers and stuff for it because there is a machine that is like controlling everything oh, it's that's like, like spinning. Gears and balls, and... and she just starts moving levers up and down, up and down. Like she's just trying to like fuck it co- up, like co- fuck it up and confuse it and break it. And that she does. It like blows up, which stops the the blade things from moving eventually. And everyone's technically okay, and they see their mom one last time, and she says goodbye, and her ghost fades. Boom. Uh, And what's interesting about this is that I did ask you about this. The last, well, second to last scene of the movie um, are the ghosts walking out into the night. So one of the things that the ghost hippie had is she had containment spells and releasing spells and that was also supposed to be i read that was supposed to also be a clue because when she was gathering things to go there earlier in the movie she grabbed containment spells and not the releasing ones because there were like two Uh, things and that was supposed to be a clue 
So that was supposed to like clue you in that she was working for Cyrus the whole time. There's a few things that do that because like when the the boy Bobby, when he knocks himself out and he sees uh, Cyrus Criticos before he passes out, he doesn't have the glasses on. Mm -hmm. So that's like a little hint. But if you're in the thick of it, you know, and it's your first time seeing it, you're not going to notice little details like that generally. Yeah. Not usually. Not usually. So at this point, uh, the ghosts are just walking out, I assume, into the earth, and they are not put at peace? I don't think those ghosts will ever be put at peace. Like, there's no... Like, they're just going to be stuck in purgatory because of Cyrus. I think they're going to go back to doing what they were doing before Cyrus uh, grabbed them. So what's Arthur's wife going to do? I think... I was going to say... The only one that I do think gets salvation is Arthur's wife, because I think her left around business was maybe it supports the Cyrus setting the fire thing. She was like a tool mm-hmm. and put in like a weird emotional place and is tied to Arthur still. So once that's all, you know, tied up at the end or if she's not going to maybe she's just a regular ghost now. She's not tort like. I have to be burnt, uh, you know, because at the end she's all clean and looks good and fine. Well, and they did say that. I mean, fun. again, <laughs> once again, at the beginning, he said that a lot of ghosts exist. They just don't want to, you know, they don't hurt yeah. you or anything. Are so, they? yeah, I guess she's just stuck. That's what she's going to do. Maybe she's going to see her family. Maybe she's going to kind of like hang out every once in a while. So she's going to haunt her family. Why not? If they got the glasses and she's not going to be scary, your wife's back. So that happens, and then the very last scene of the movie, Sam. The very last scene of the movie. Uh (laughs) Oh, we did get to see Matthew Willard earlier as a ghost. But anyway. that's right. (laughs) That's right. He did, like, zap in for a second and then disappear. But the last scene, because this seemed like it was supposed to be the launching off of this person's career. For Raw Digga. For Raw Digga. Because it did say that it, uh, introducing Raw Digga in the beginning. Yeah. That she, the, the house, you know, part of the house is blown up somehow, even though she was right next to where the machine blew up. Uh, she's not really hurt. Her clothes are just dirty and tattered. God damn it. She's fine. Fine. She's fine. Motherfuck. Okay. We're throwing this cable away. That's fine. You do what you need to do. But yeah, Raw Digga. It's funny you said introducing Raw Digga. Yeah. So she's just like, I get paid for this this is not in my job description i am done i quit like it's just this whole stupid oh, yeah. thing and then all of a sudden the end is a uh, one of her songs and it's her and... song that comes in it's funny <sighs> it says introducing raw digga because this was her last movie she decided to not <laughs> pursue not acting true. after this huh that's what i read this mm. was our third movie and she decided not to act after this you're talking about the kid that's what i said earlier no i'm talking about raw digga yeah, she was in the movie Set It Off after this. That's not what I read. I, th- I read she concentrated on music after this. She did. This was not her first movie. No, her I knew f- that. It was like her third. No, her. this was technically her second because the first was the Carmen hip MTV hip opera that they did yeah. back in the day, which I used to have the CD of and forgot all about it, and I loved it. So you knew Raw Digga already. I don't know if I remember her, but I loved it Beyonce was the main character in it, and yeah, I used to have the CD. I watched it all the time. <laughs> I loved it. You you watched it? Yeah, because they had a like movie version of oh, it on okay. it that they aired on MTV, and then they put out gotcha an album as well. But the the movie is over. The movie is over. 
over, the movie is over. It is officially to the point of the podcast where it's uh, time to go over some questions. It's time to ask me some questions and yourself. You get to answer questions too. I'm gonna ask myself some questions. I'm definitely gonna keep answers from myself because I don't trust me. Questions. Okay, so Sam, why did you choose this? I wanted to see it. It comes up every once in a great while, and I'm always in like, conversation. Oh yeah, that movie. I used to watch that when it was on TBS and TNT. So, what do you think I thought when you gave it to me, and you or you said that this is what we're watching? Uh, cool, because I think you had a slight interest in it too. I will say my judgment prior to watching it is that I was definitely very interested because we've both have been saying for a bit now that we would like to re-see this movie. Yeah. So I was looking forward to it. It was all positive thoughts. Uh, we did watch it twice, even though Sam did not watch it two times. He Technically, s- I didn't make it through it once. <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. And you were falling asleep throughout both watches, like throughout the whole movie. Uh, off not and the on. first time. The first time I it made it. was just the end. It was more towards the middle end. <laughs> but the second time was like... From the beginning. It was like the lawyer showed up at their shitty little apartment and I was already fucking falling asleep. Yeah. So uh, we do have to choose a least and a most favorite character from cool. the movie. Are you ready? I've been more, I'm more prepared for this than I have ever been. Okay, so do you want to go first with your least favorite, or do you want me to? Uh, I want you to go, because it was my movie. Oh, that works. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that the worst character is Cyrus, even... I mean, he's not, like, a a technical serial killer like everyone else is, but he is a straight-up serial killer. Yes, he's a murderer. (laughs) He is willing to even kill family to get what he wants his lover of however long i mean he no one is safe so cyrus is a mass manipulator and a mass murderer i'm going cyrus sam who is your least favorite character my least favorite character is the little cowboy uh, uh, ghost because he's boring and he does fucking nothing He he does nothing yeah but he doesn't contribute anything so i'm surprised that just because someone doesn't contribute means that they're negative because there were also two other ghosts that we almost never saw yeah but i don't really like cowboys either so (laughs) it just doesn't help he just just didn't need to be there okay yeah i mean it's better than he actually needed to be there according to the story but yeah i guess it's better than the 1961 where one of the ghosts was literally a lion one thing I wanted to mention that I did read that you said I talked to you about a little bit as well is that they they're the main like protagonist whatever character was in the original was one person yes. and that person was split into three different characters in this one which was Dennis the nanny and what was the third one I don't remember fuck uh, Dennis, the nanny. Oh, and the and uh, later, is, the the lady, wasn't yeah, it? The, the Kalina. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so they they yeah, gave more actors roles in, in the, this one. In the original one, she lived in the house with the uncle that gave the guy the house. She took care of the house. She contacted ghosts with him. Hmm, okay. And uh, let's see what has to fulfill the third one. We got the, the nanny. She took care of the house, and uh, the lover. Or not the lover, but the helper. Like the helper, yeah. They they did. But yeah, she was uh, 
played by Margaret Hamilton in the original one, and Margaret Hamilton was the Wicked Witch in The Wizard of Oz, which I, they even call her a witch in the original 1960, because it's like a a happy family that shows up, kind of, and it's a full family, Mm -hmm. and they get there, and the boy's like, look, we have a witch. It's really bad. But the lawyer's the bad guy in that one, too. Makes sense. So, most favorite character, I'm not going very deep on this movie, uh, because for me, I think the main characters are strong enough to carry it. So, my favorite character is Dennis, because even though he does things selfishly, I don't think he ever actually has bad intentions, and he always tries to help when he sees that someone is in danger. So, I think that he redeems himself. Sam, who is your most favorite character? If anybody watches this movie and doesn't say that Dennis is their not their favorite character, they're fucking crazy. He's the best. Yeah. He, Matthew Lillard aside, he's the most interesting person the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the funniest the whole time. He's definitely not one-dimensional at all. And a lot no. of other characters are just kind of one-trick ponies. Yeah. And like I said, Matthew Lillard just fills the screen there's certain actors that when they're on the screen that's who you watch he's so interesting he's one of those Mm -hmm. i've liked him for a very long time so yeah i'm with you dennis all right and uh did you originally like this movie when you saw it do you remember i probably liked it more then than i do now okay (laughs) well would you recommend it today maybe to like a 12 year old okay yeah that's i forget that this actually has nudity and stuff Maybe like a 15-year-old, okay. 14, 15. I wouldn't be like, hey, Adam, you ever heard of 13 Ghosts, bro? <laughs> it seems like a lot of people like this. And yeah. I don't know if they still, if it's the same situation where they just kind of remember it nostalgically, being better than it is. And upon rewatching, they might think differently, but some people might still just like it for what it is. I, I should say this. I would recommend it if it's it's a slight little party and there's like six people and we just want to throw like a fun horror movie on. Mm-hmm. This would be one. Yeah, this is definitely not because it's it's classified as horror or thriller. And I think the thriller is more inviting than just some like super gory for gore's sake horror movie. Yeah, it's definitely it, it's got an edge. Slight edge. It's not a sharp edge. I agree. (laughs) I agree. It's a soft edge. It's a good horror movie to get someone in that's young who has an interest in horror, and it's time to, like, let's transition you out of the Scooby-Doo stuff. Let's, you know, the PG-13 stuff. Let's get you into something that's... uh, it's uh, Scooby-Doo was after this, but yeah. No, I meant, like, you're already into Scooby-Doo kind of stuff. Oh, okay. But, like... The, the lighting, it's bright enough that it's not going to put you in a weird atmosphere that'll actually creep you out. It's colorful. The fucking ghosts look like they're in Universal Studios, like to, just on stage. They're not, the makeup is great, but it's not lit correctly, like I said earlier. So you can really see the rubber of it all. And it just looks like a really good Halloween costume. <laughs> well, would you watch this again, Sam? Uh,. I would never put it on, no. Well, will you rate it between 0 and 10 all over the horror movie Love and Cats? <laughs> <laughs> all over the rock and roll. <laughs> uh, it's through 10, we're going to 10, 0 to 10. Correct. I'll give this a 5.5. 5.5 rock and roll cats. Okay. 
What about you, my wife? How many rock and roll cats are you going to lay on this mamma jamma? Oliver, the horror movie loving cat, I am probably going to give this, I'd say a six. I think it's it's it still was, you know, it 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 was supposed to be something that was like new and big and like they put a lot into this and I noticed the effort. Uh I think Matt Lillard if he wasn't in it, it would have a much lower rating. Oh yeah. So he really carries the movie and he's a big part of why I'm Four. giving it six cuz even though I like sure. Tony Shalhoub to an extent. He's dull in this. He's not a very good actor in this at no. all. No. I don't think it's playing to his uh, strengths. strengths. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? This movie... Oh, fuck. I remember. Well, can you describe this movie in one word? This is the last thing we're going to do here. One word. One word to describe the movie 13 Ghosts. I have a word if you don't, if you need more... Time. Go for it. Why not? I'm saying orange. Orange? Because I couldn't okay. not focus on how orange the blood looked every time I saw it. So for me, 13 Ghosts is orange. Sam, what word can you describe the movie 13 Ghosts with? Yep. <laughs> what's up, dude? Is that What's your word? I don't understand. I don't speak cat. Uh, I think my word is going to be Canadian. Okay. Oh, yeah, because they filmed in Canada. It's got a very Canadian production look to it. And they hired Canadian, uh, like, actors and stuff, except for the main people. Like, all of the, like, the ghosts and stuff were all Canadians, right? I I assume it's way cheaper to fucking fly somewhere and hire people that are in town to do that. Well, we are finished with this movie. We, we are finished it. with questions. And now what is left here, and you don't have a text from anyone, correct? No. Or a message. So I will be giving you an album next. Okay. And I shouldn't put any emotion behind this, even though, okay, dude, fuck. I'm nervous hey, dude, to give this. Fuck. I'm nervous to give this to you a little bit, but I'm just going to say it. We will be listening to the self-titled album from Third Eye Blind. From Third Eye Blind? Mm-hmm. What the hell? Mm-hmm. This is something I'm pretty familiar with, so. <laughs> what? <laughs> so you're going to be listening to the first album by Third Eye Blind, Sam. All right. So Fantastic. We appreciate everyone coming. These yes. episodes are so strenuous and long. If you don't watch the movies, I'm sure you're not listening to these episodes. Um, or maybe you just, you know, listen to the episode because you just love us so much. And if that's the case, we love you too. Thanks for listening. We Thank appreciate you. it. Uh, if you know anybody who's cool like Rodiga, you should uh, have them, you know, check us out. Yes, tell your friends that we are sometimes entertaining. We're super offensive, so don't tell anybody who, you know, isn't tough. Sure. <laughs> well, we're definitely not politically correct. That's for sure. Uh, usually not correct in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> that happens as well. Bye. Bye. Bye.